Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us this week on the podcast. We have the one, the the only Kyle Wonders. Hello. He's back. I am. I went on hiatus, but I've returned. The prodigal son returns. (laughs) (laughs) Did anybody meet him outside running with open arms? No, it's too Wait dang cold out it's there. Too cold for that. It is chilly. <laughs> I also kind of snuck in and That's didn't announce my presence. That's true. You did do that. You were yeah. sneaky. Mm-hmm. Well done, well done, well done. We got Jen Bartlett. Hi, guys. We got Robbie Croyle. Hello. And I'm still here. Haven't gotten rid of me yet. No. So, we have uh, we have week three of stewards. Yeah. Week three of stewards. My goodness. Just flying by. Mm-hmm. February's gone by so fast. Uh, it's so so just the million days of January gone. just here turn into gone. like pff, done dead sprint. It yeah. just it spools up in January and then just comes out of the gate hot, mm-hmm. super all the way through <laughs> February, but not hot because it's really cold outside. Well, it was hot like two days ago. That's true. Yeah, oh, it's geez. just cold today. It's cold. It's cooled down. That's gonna be seventy-two weeks. Based yeah. on wait, so. really? Is it seventy-two? No, I weeks thought of, oh. I thought it's going to like it was gonna go from oh. like. 30, 40, 51. Mm. Like we're well on our way. I would have liked that. You think you would, but you wouldn't like the result. It would be pretty catastrophic in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just jump up to 70 and then drop back down and all the fruit trees die. I just needed a few more days where I could like then fit into coats because the club is still here. Oh. Yeah, I tried on every coat I owned, and it got stuck. Like, <laughs> that's where you go with the good, like, you know, that scene in Home Alone Two, lot no Home Alone One, where okay. he goes into the convenience store, and this is the guy who only has one arm, who later carries the shovel, and he's very afraid of him, but he uh-huh. wears a coat, and he just like doesn't have an arm in the coat. Mm. It's also like what me and Logan did last year when we uh, had shoulder that's problems. True. Yeah, if I had to put a coat on, that's how I did it. Mm-hmm. Or a good thermal vest. Mm. vest I do love a does. good vest. I almost bought a vest this last weekend and talked myself out of it. So, Wow, self-control. I, like I know. It. Well, I like nice. it. Even with Shandé going, no, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like your teenager going, chug, 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 chug. <laughs> She's done that to me before, too. So. <laughs> 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 Non-alcoholic drinks. <laughs> oh my gosh! Chugging that chalky milk on the regular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that, the, the thing is that's actually what it was. So that was, that was beautiful. That's good stuff. Fantastic. Week three. All right. Jen and her disclaimers when her mom listens to footnotes. <laughs> 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 I wasn't even thinking of my mom. It was anybody else. <laughs> what do you do with your teenager, Jen? Well, we chug things, and that, nope, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> it could be misconstrued. Yeah. Well, let's talk, uh, let's talk. So, uh, Rob, is, your sermon this week was fantastic. Uh, I wasn't there for it, so I got it yeah, second made, made, made it even made better. Made it even better. <laughs> it's my favorite sermon yet. Uh, any sermon I'm not there for, 
automatically plus 10 points to Logan liking it. Uh, 10 points to Gryffindor. 10 points to Gryffindor. Bandit. That's just why I listen on Spotify these days. It just makes them all That's better. That's right. We are on Spotify. I forgot we were on Spotify. That's the only place I listen. There you go. That's where I listen to as well. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right. Nice. I use Overcast. Mm, yeah. Never heard of it. Never it's, heard of her. It's a, it's a, it's a fantastic <laughs> Overcast. If you're going to listen to podcasts, I would heartily recommend Overcast. It is a fantastic app for that. They should sponsor us, but they don't. Hmm. I don't like the name, so I don't know. No. Okay. Does it make you sad? <laughs> it's just cloudy. It's cloudy. The meaning is cloudy on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Good stuff. Perfect. All right. So, but sermon, sermon, good sermon on uh, kind of focused in on Jesus and the story of him in the temple with his disciples talking about the widow giving the widow's might. Yep. Um, this tiny, she gives this little tuppence, a small amount, and you focused in on that. Is this where the phrase two cents comes from? Like giving someone your two cents? Because in the sermon, Rob specifically said two cents. I noticed that. And um, I didn't know if that was like, well, I could put in my two cents. You know, you know, like, that, hmm. is that where this comes from? Hmm. I don't know. It feels like it could be. I, I would, I, I just thought he was making a bad pun. Oh. I, yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I agree with you. Um, there's also the idea of uh, C.S. Lewis talked about. Uh, two pence, none the richer, that when we give mm-hmm. to God, it's like the father that takes their child to the store and and gives them two pence, and they spend the two pence and get get a gift, and and then gives it to the father, and you know, two pence, none the richer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the anything that we give to God, so, but yeah, I'm not sure where the, that's, I wonder if that's the same. I think Jen's trying to find it. I mean, it does say, like, the first thing I pull up, it talks about how the earliest reference of two cents appears in the Gospel of Mark and the Gospel of Luke. Okay. But, um, yeah. That's Wikipedia, so. Wikipedia is a very valuable resource. Sometimes not trustworthy, but has very good bibliographies. Yeah, if you follow the rabbit trail... Yeah. yeah, you get good data, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to do that, but based on Wikipedia, that is the. I'm going off of Kyle. I mean, he thought it, so he said it. I mean, Rob said it first. <laughs> this could be Rob, like totally just accidentally like he said, said he two said, cents. He said, uh huh. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. All right, all right. That's just my two cents on the matter. <laughs> and we're back. And that <laughs> was so valuable. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. Sorry. Oh, <clears throat> Kyle, you're a gift. You guys, it's rabbit season <laughs> on the on the Footnotes podcast. Waskily it is rabbit rabbits. season. <laughs> so many rabbit trails around here. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Hold on tight, kids. All right. Uh, first topic of conversation, though. Yeah. Uh, you did mention this in the sermon that we would talk about these. Uh, talk about this a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, was you were going through, if I remember correctly, you were going through a list of things that we could do. Uh, a list that you had gotten from one Kyle Wonders. That's the, me. The mother of all text, as one 
Well, my friends put it. Oh, the it, mother of all texts. Yes. It was a chunky text. <laughs> it was there. Yeah. Full, full chonker, huh? <laughs> it took many it? days to assemble the Ooh. list. So. Oh, my. Yeah, I did some contemplating, consulted with some others. Did you, came did you down. leave it like typing while that was occurring? So no, it just I had, had like the dots going we on. We had like a running list of things, and I had that in a notes app. Okay. And then I got to college group and realized I hadn't texted Rob back yet. And he told me to text him back by Thursday. And I said, Oh, I should text him back. So Thursday I texted night it is all. part of Thursday. <laughs> I, <laughs> I said Thursday or Friday, so I was good. <laughs> uh, so I texted him back while biscuits and gravy were cooling down on the college group table. Oh, there um, you go. Now but, yeah. I'm hungry. They were pretty dang good. They were good. I'm going to toot my own horn on that one. Yeah. You're a college student. You know where to be on Thursday nights. All right, there you go. So so his second point was shop for clothes at secondhand stores, not necessarily mega thrift stores like Goodwill or Salvation Army because there are a lot of downstream impacts that they have, especially abroad, that they have, especially abroad. So that was uh, hmm. the, the full hmm. quote. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, tell me first off, let's clarify what is a downstream impact. So downstream impact would be something that not necessarily goodwill themselves or like okay, I don't want to just flame goodwill, but we're going to flame goodwill for the majority of this segment. Okay. Um so a downstream impact would be not something that they're doing directly, but they're doing something that then is leading to something that down the trickle is leading to a big impact. Um so for example, with Goodwill, um, they get tons and tons of donations because everyone brings in their donations to them. And they make tons and tons of money by selling donations at cheap secondhand prices. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Not like proliferating fast fashion. The problem with that comes in that they get so many donations that they can't sell all of them domestically. And so they ship tons and tons of secondhand clothes clothes abroad specifically to um, sub-saharan africa and sub-saharan africa is like cool clothes but also this huge influx of secondhand clothes causes a a lot of just like unnecessary stuff and a lot of it's not wearable so it ends up being like rags or just thrown away or ends up in the ecosystem but the second part is it decreases domestic production of clothing within these countries and so there's impacts like culturally within the countries impacts economically for them mm. um, a lot of them have even gone as far to like pass laws suggesting that they're going to ban domestic or international secondhand clothes coming from like the u.s and then we said hey don't do that and then they didn't do that for the most part um <laughs> but it it kind of collapses a lot of because they'd be better off making it themselves because that supports jobs over there. Yeah, it just ruins domestic jobs because you can undersell. Like a secondhand t-shirt might cost $2, whereas something produced domestically over there is going to cost a little sure. more. But it's ruining that market, decreasing the economic ability of them. Huh, okay, um, okay. And also just like these huge blocks, a lot of it ends up in not stores and like on the ground and stuff and... Just going to waste. Yeah. Okay. But like your good old underground thrift shop in Missoula or like the other mom and pop shops, not that they're actually mom and pop shops, but small stock, you know, you know, small local stuff typically Mm -hmm. doesn't have that problem because they don't get tons and tons and tons of donation. All right. 
that's that clarification. I wonder what would happen. So if we stopped shopping those places, and and if we did that, let's say we had so many listeners that Missoula stopped shopping those Goodwill. the mm-hmm. the big ones, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suddenly now there's more things that they're not selling. Therefore, and either they have to stop taking. I wonder how you solve that downstream ultimately. Mm-hmm. Like, what? How do we get to a real solution? Because I know, I know of other examples where, like, the government's like, "Oh, we're going to make a change, and it's going to make things better," and it actually exacerbated the mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. So, and this seems like one of those things where, like, um, I'm all for buying local. Uh, Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, like, I think you should do it if you can. But I just wonder what a real solution is. I mean, what, yeah. yeah. If we if we if we all stop buying, does that mean they they stop taking donations and therefore they divert to the mom and pop? Does it just kind of accidentally happen, or mm-hmm. you know, what's? I think it's kind of a two edged sword because you have to also like support the local business and shop there, but then on the backside donate there as well. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be donating to. The places that don't necessarily need the donations donate to the smaller, you know, yeah, smaller places so that they have enough to fill their inventory and it's not going excess waste yeah. at larger places. Or just like upcycling in general, especially here in Missoula, there's a huge community of people who just trade stuff um, and like, okay, I'm looking for four pairs of jeans to make a jacket. And then they just get jeans from people who would have donated them, but it just mm-hmm. goes straight consumer to consumer instead of through the uh, avenue but sure i like that huh? uh 549 hope the hope thrift store a uh, great place to donate and all that money helps with local problems mm-hmm. there's also the teen challenge uh thrift store uh they do the same thing where it's local and it stays local so there you go nice rolling right along Mother Teresa? What, what? Now, this was thrown out as a topic of discussion, and I, I kind of just threw it on the board thinking, okay, what are, what are we talking about Mother Teresa? All right, so what do you guys know about Mother Teresa? Just popcorn it out. Uh, she was exceedingly, she was a nun, yes. if I can remember correctly. Mm-hmm. She's exceedingly known for her generosity mm-hmm. uh, in that she volunteered with, I believe, children in orphanages extensively. That sounds during that sounds her good. career. Is that the right word? Or maybe lifetime in general. Lifetime? Is it a nunhood feels like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I I know she was a maybe put down to be a saint. Or I think possibly? she is, yeah. Saint I, Teresa. I don't know if she got sainted or not, but uh, uh she worked in Calcutta, India. Yep. Okay, yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah, so all all true stuff. Um I think I read this in uh, Jesus for President. And I'm trying to remember the author's name. Um Is that Shane Claiborne? Yeah, yeah, Shane Claiborne. So Shane Claiborne actually went and interned under Mother Teresa for a while. Okay. She took interns? That's she, cool. She took interns, yeah. Um, what Shane shared 
so she worked with people that uh, both uh, lepers. There was a leper colony that she oversaw, and and people that were dying. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to provide as much dignity and comfort for people that were nearing death mm. in, in a part of the world that were, you know, the poor die. Mm-hmm. They just gotcha. die. Yep. When she would get a, a, a donation of shoes, she would go through the shoes and find the worst pair of shoes, and she would wear those shoes mm. because she didn't want any of the people to have to wear the worst pair of shoes. Hmm. And and so as I was preaching on Sunday and just this idea of humility and how humility is one of our greatest tools when it comes to being good stewards, mm-hmm. uh, Mother Teresa and her story just really kind of rose to the top for me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Usually right. we think in terms of, uh, and I can use I statements like, if I don't have the right shoes on, then how do I serve you well? Like I could, mm-hmm. I could serve you better if I have if I have some good shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and 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 for me, like a military background, you know, everybody got the same shoes, and <laughs> we wore the same uniforms. But but having the right equipment at the right time, that you know, but just sure. that makes perspective you, makes you more effective. Yeah, yeah. But so I'd say this, on the one hand, it's not wrong to make sure that you have a good pair of shoes on so that you could serve people, but also maybe ask the question, but ask the question of yourself, what would humility look like in this, in this situation? What is, you know, you know, and for me as the lead pastor, I try to think of that. Like, what does humility look like in, as, you know, in this surf project? Or well, there is a law of diminished returns there. You could also think. So, if she's she's taking the worst pair of shoes, are they still effective? If they're still effective enough for her to do what she needs to do in them, then. That's good stuff. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're, if it, but I, I would say, and I'm not. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm going to call Mother Teresa out on this. If she's, if she reduces her effectiveness at what she needs to get done, just because of uh, out of taking um, broken equipment, if you will, call it that. Uh, so if if she can't be as effective ministering to people because she's being humble, is that I in in my mind that comes across as false like that's false humility, which is not actually helping anybody. Now I'm not calling Mother Teresa. <laughs> I'm not saying Mother <laughs> Teresa was false humility. Let's just clarify that. So, but if that was the case, so because you, you don't want to just well, so yeah, know. the potential for sure. I mean, is there potential for someone to have false humility? I I think their potential is there, and and 
obviously, this was something that stuck out to Shane Claiborne. Sure. And I, and I think um, my understanding, my recollection has been a while since I've read the book. It's probably been 10 years. But for the people that she was serving, it had more to do with identity. Mm. That I identify with your situation. You need shoes. I need shoes. What's really fascinating about Mother Teresa is is a person who works with people dying in Calcutta, they probably shouldn't be able to speak to world leaders, right? I mean, it's not the, like, what mm-hmm. would they what, what would they have to bring to the conversation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the person that chooses the worst pair of shoes. But she goes to the national prayer in D.C. and and calls out the president and calls out uh, the congressman and calls out the senators. Mm. And when she gets done speaking, they all stand up and they clap. Mm. Because she lived it. Sure. So, um, yeah, our actions, if our, if our goal is to be a... Um, to be appreciated, to be applauded by the people around us, uh, humility or or pride and false humility are the two two extremes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that's what you're trying to communicate. Yeah, it's it's the application of it. Uh, if I was going to apply that concept to my own life, um, because there is still the truth of you know, like I. I said it last week, and I think you maybe said it the the week before, um, of stewarding yourself mm-hmm. within. Uh, well, the best thing that I it, the the best version of me that I can give the world is you know what's the best thing that I can give the world is well it's a healthy me yeah right? or yeah or whatnot so if I'm hindering myself or if I'm hindering my ability to minister to somebody or give the gift of myself, if you will, mm-hmm. um, then then that's not actually, I would say that's not actually good stewardship at that point. It reminds um, me of throwback to Sabbath series. Oh. Um, but when one of the areas of Sabbath is lacking, then the entire Sabbath becomes lacking. Like if you're delighting but not resting, then it's not like a fully functional Sabbath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To me, the stewardship has a directly correlated, if not related, idea that if one area of stewardship is undernourished or malnourished or just underpaid attention to, then your entire stewardship is going to fall apart. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, I there's, I think in terms of uh, a biography that I've read about a... Uh, a Japanese man that uh, actually he led the air attack, the air attack on Pearl Harbor, but later became a Christian and became an evangelist, and and actually he's come to America several times. I mean, when he was still alive. Um, and what he did for the kingdom was really cool. What he did to his family was appalling. And I and for me, that's a that's a huge huge setback. So he was stewarding the gospel well, if if you would. But when you 
when that overshadows your your family relationships, like I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure that's real win. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, so I, I think so. Yeah, so I, I, I think it, trying to balance the conversation out, I think is is a good. I, I think that's why stewardship. This needs to be a community conversation. Sure. Because I could have a perspective of like, well, man, look how well I'm doing at this. Did you have a question? <laughs> I could. No, I do not. <laughs> I could think I'm doing great, and then someone could come along and go, um, your kids. They're really hurting. Are you gonna are you gonna do something about that? Mm. Nice. I like it. Let's talk Jewish tithing practices. That's a great segue. Just I so do what I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hard left turn. <laughs> e brake full on. Mm. Downshift. No double clutch. Nice. It's a once in a once in a year activity, kind of like Jewish tithing practices. Oh, I do that all the time, though. <laughs> <sighs> Have you not been? I in was the car just with trying me? to make a segue. <laughs> you know, I. Mm. They didn't use segues in Fast and Furious. You can't turn that hard. You can't turn. No, a that se- was in Paul Blart. <laughs> you can't turn a segue that hard. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So uh, w- one of the experiences that we had while we were in, in Moscow and Pullman mm-hmm. is, is that some of our tithers would tithe less frequently than everybody else because they made money basically one time a year mm. or more mm-hmm. often it was less frequent. I mean, they were farmers, and, yep. and when they – when they sold their crop, when they did what farmers do. Cashed out. When they cashed out. <laughs> That's fun. Keep going. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> to all the agricultural f- listeners out in Moscow and Pullman, this one's for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Jewish uh, <clears throat> people... They would be tithing less frequently than than what we're used to because we I get paid a couple times a month, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife gets paid a couple times a month, and so we tithe about four different times a month on a typical month because that's how we get paid. But if as you, things come in, you as check cool, yeah, yeah, and so when you have an agricultural background or that's your that's the major driver in your economy, your tithing practices will be different. Which is where it's it's uh, the festivals. A couple of the festivals were, uh, I think we talked about this during Advent? Yeah. I think so. It was, yeah, the, the, the intro to Advent sermon. Um, a couple of the festivals are all based around, oh, hey, you're bringing your tithe to, or one of the tithes or one of the, the givings to the temple. Yeah. Um, 
because it was in line with a harvest. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when Jesus is talking about, or when Mark captures this moment, and he and Jesus is observing people come in with large sums of money, and 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 this is being a coin based economy, mm. you know, dropping those coins in, that's going to make a it's going to make a noise. Mm-hmm. Like here's here's my cart full of. Here's what I got from my cart full of grain. Yeah, this is uh, this would be like getting your entire salary in one check, and cutting cutting that check of ten percent or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, then converting that into a thirty six cubic feet of gold. Yeah, that's yeah. and dropping that off. Yep. Oh, that'd be satisfying though. That'd be fun. The church would need so much space. Can you imagine if everyone who went to Mission Ridge dropped off their tithe at one time in solid coin? Like all quarters. It would be a lot of space. I mean, when Karenet does the baby bottle drive, my office is full of bags of coins for yep. weeks. That's if what not I months. that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. It's like they would need a temple that was had a courtyard that was probably a couple football fields. Yeah. Eleven. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that would do the job. That would probably do it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it would work. Oh, man. And then, the, and then for us, we can't picture the opulence of the temple, but I mean, it was over the top. Mm-hmm. And so the two small copper coins, I mean, that... It, it's like going into the, um, with your Vegas, your Vegas analogy. It's like going into the MGM, right? Or, you know, the Luxor. You walk in and you're like, this is a huge building. Being in the middle of Times Square and, you know, somebody's dropping a couple of pennies in the, in the, um, Salvation Army ringer guy's bucket, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, no one even notices that. Ding, ding. Mm. Amongst all the lights flashing and yeah. all, all the coin dropping and people rushing to the next. Yeah. Oh, man. That would, the, that's, that, makes that, that makes that story come to life in a much more tangible way. Mm-hmm. In my mind, like the temple, I never thought of this story with the temple being as big as the temple is. Yeah. Right? In my mind, it's, oh, it's the little church. Yeah, it was It was a Catholic church in my head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a little, it's the little chapel church thing, right? They got their offering bucket in the back and you know, whatever. Huh. There you go. I like hey, Jesus, it. paying attention. Yeah. Watching. Calling out his disciples. Hey, Peter. <laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> uh, all right. Five and one. I Tell me about five and one. All right. So I, I really wrestled with this as I was preparing my sermon because I'm going... Did it pop your hip out of place? No. Oh. Did you really wrestle <laughs> no. with it then? I mean... It, <laughs> 
Beautiful. It might tomorrow, but... Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. But, uh, so, in Mark 12, Jesus was teaching, he says, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in log, long robes. Okay. Um, that's one. Respectful greetings, two. Chief seats in the synagogues, that's three. Places of honor at banquets, that's four. Who devour widows' houses. Oh, that's kind of odd. That's something you kind of want other people to see. It's weird, uh, number five. And then, uh, and for appearance sake, offer long prayers. Which is what we called five. Which is number five. Number five, okay. And I'm like, what do I do with the devour widows' houses? Like, mm. I mean, all the other ones are like appearance-based, but you wouldn't want people to see you doing that. It seems wrong, mm-hmm. taking advantage of a widow. Devouring it. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like... Uh, what does that ap- even mean? Seems like an appetite of control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and 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 why is that in the in between places of honor at banquets and uh, long prayers? It is odd that it falls in that. Okay, yeah. Like why is it why is it land there? Mm-hmm. Okay, and you know because the five like when Jesus shares five things, you you, you kind of want to pay attention to that. Six is kind of a just kind of an odd number in that sense. Would be if we're thinking numerology, it, it would be human. It would be the the brokenness, <coughs> which is really Falling fascinating. short of perfection. So, which mm-hmm. which you know speaks to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that but the fact that there's five showy things and then one. And so I don't. It, I really kind of wrestle. Like, uh, no, I think this is. I think this is we're talking about this way, and and it's like like we said. You know, we we kind of connected it in our sermon through to the uh, the five talents and how they're like. No, we got our own currency. Thank you, God. Uh huh. You have your things to to steward. We have our own. We've picked our own stuff. These are the things that we we've, we think are important. Yeah. Sure. Yep. These are the things that we're hoping will grow, that will. Mm. And one has uh, a temporary, I mean, all those things, long robes, respectful greetings, chief seats, places of honor. They're all kind of. A trend I'm noticing as we're working through is the first three are so all five are relational in some aspect the first three they being the people what are they the priests scribes the scribes okay they the scribes are in the position of authority where like people are looking at their long robes they're looking at where they sit they're looking at them and they're in authority then number four the widows devouring is the scribes taking authority. So instead of it being given to them, it's them taking. Mm. And then number five, 
the long prayers, yes, that can be showy, and yes, that can be like, oh, look at me, I'm praying so long, but also that's them giving authority to God. And so... Hmm. Yeah, I, I also think there's... Yeah, th- yeah, the prayer would be, uh, I stand between you and God, and so you have to come through me, kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also think that um, while they think that the long <clears throat> prayers are going to be heard, what God's focusing in on is the widows, mm-hmm. which Mark puts on display in the very next... In the story. In yeah. the story. Mm-hmm. Like with with two little coins. Like he, Jesus says, no, the... Like, like is Jesus teaching in the temple, and and he knows that the widow is is making her way. Mm-hmm. Like, is he, like, is this a Holy Spirit moment where he's aware that there's a there's a lady coming? Once you do this teaching now, <laughs> kind of thing. This is going to work out real well. You should do this. <laughs> I love it when those happen. Or 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 does Mark take these two stories and he goes bloop and put yeah, these does go he pair them up because they these go together because they were significant like Jesus does this teaching and he does this teaching and and one is through words and and one is through the way he responds to a situation and he's like my sure. messiah always what he said and what he did, it always matched up. I could tell that what he valued, he really valued. Mm-hmm. So either either way, um, I almost I almost suspect this is second because it's it, the narrative doesn't really lend itself. It's kind of choppy the way the story takes place. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his teaching, he was saying that's verse thirty eight, and then uh, verse forty one, and he sat down opposite the treasury. Just go from teaching to sitting down real quick. Yeah. Um, so so maybe maybe he was in the synagogue and and then he sat down opposite the treasury and wouldn't that be weird if I started doing that as the lead <laughs> pastor if I if I did my sermon and then I sat there, we just chilling watching the tithe bucket, just, just <laughs> staring at the tithe bucket and celebrating when widows come through and. <laughs> Hey Logan! (laughs) (laughs) I would find that wildly amusing now that we're thinking about this. Uh Uh, I think most people would find it wildly uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm gonna get fired as a pastor. (laughs) I I feel like giving would drastically drop. Why did Uh, you guys fire Rob? He was staring at us. A watched pot never boils. A watched <laughs> tithe bucket never fills. I don't feel like it might feel faster though if you think about it. People are like, maybe. Oh, he's watching me. It's it's one way or another. There's no in between here. It's either gonna crash and burn or skyrocket. It's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. All right. So let uh, me say this. <laughs> Rob's let, like, this is getting out of control. Let here. me let me say this. The only one you should be concerned about watching. How you tithe is God Almighty Himself. Don't worry about anybody else. It's a personal response to Him, mm-hmm. not to your pastor, 
Not to Tony Robbins. Not to TurboTax. <laughs> Not to TurboTax. <laughs> okay, that was really good, actually. <laughs> Uncle Sam. You got no say here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm fine with, with taking deductions. I, I don't, if, if our government was amazing at uh, handling uh, our taxes, I would be like, yeah, go ahead, pay all the taxes you can. But since they're not amazing at it, take the deduction. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion on that. Yeah. But if you're tithing so that you could take deductions, point taken. Yeah. I agree. I tithe because of my relationship with Christ. So, so your pastor at Mission Ridge will not be staring at you, <laughs> staring <you laughs> awkwardly <laughs> after preaching. What if we just hired someone to sit in? Like we just had a third just party a, sitter, a third party tithe bucket sitter, mm-hmm. named him Guido. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh my! I, I just don't even know what to I'm do with that. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm not. I give online, so it doesn't affect me. <laughs> our, our online giving may go up just for through this podcast alone. That. <laughs> Guido pops up on the screen. <laughs> give more. That's awesome. Oh my! Mm. All right. Well, okay. So in line, in line with a, a little bit of this, the, these five and the one, and the what the the sh- the showiness of uh, what what we've got going on with our five areas of stewardship, mm-hmm. and the Mother Teresa, you know, humility being a thing, yeah. Versus what we've seen the scribes, uh, we see them chasing after, which is uh, showiness, yeah, very um, flashy, yeah, um, agendaed, if you will. Perhaps to cover up even, um, now that I'm thinking about it, the, the showiness of the, the actions, the showiness of the five might be in trying to cover up and make it seem like their failure to uh, care for the widows, and, and not just failure to care, but taking advantage of them, devouring their houses. Um, the showiness might be in response of yeah, look at me. We're especially the long-winded prayers hmm. of look how holy we're. Yeah, we're still doing our job. Look at what look at what we do. You know, yeah. Versus we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be the ones. The reason why everybody's bringing their tithes to the temple is so that they can be the the social net, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless. Uh, Kyle, you had some thoughts maybe on humility versus showiness. I was, yeah. So extrapolating out, taking this idea and moving outside of just a church stewardship context, think about, go on a mental brain trip with me. Um, So close your eyes and think of someone you respect. Okay, you've thought of someone you respect. Now I want you to pair that image of that person on one side of your brain. On the other side of your brain, I want you to put Kim Kardashian. Someone who is very showy, someone who appeals to an audience through being extravagant. Okay. 
and this is just a she's an archetype for a, a someone to show this entire type of individual someone who is showy it doesn't have to be kim kardashian it could be a kanye kanye uh, and paris hilton yeah whoever you want to put there on sure. the other side of your brain so i wasn't supposed to pick I mean, yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> you can Kim was Kim. the person I was visualizing. Kim works. <laughs> it's really whoever you want to want to compare to here. But I'm willing to bet that the first person that you pictured on one side is a lot more humble and a lot less extravagant and showy, because I think the people we really respect and the people we look up to yeah. are consistently the people who aren't trying to be the ones we look up to. I am pretty humble. Oh, was I not supposed to think of myself there? I mean, okay. I mean, it works. <laughs> if you want to put yourself on one side. <laughs> so Logan was on my left side of the brain, actually. <laughs> Mine? No. <laughs> Logan was on both sides of my brain, actually. Just. <laughs> oh, man. That was so good. I love that. Uh, no, that's. That's that... a good point, though. Mm-hmm. <coughs> jokes aside once and sometimes we 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 worry about what what their impact will be you know if they say something you know like those people that are close like Kim Kardashian's not in my world right mm-hmm. um but someone like a Kim Kardashian that's actually in my world and and they they could leave just kind of a trail of mess mm-hmm. wherever they go, and uh, and if they're the kind of person that also like has a reputation of of uh, talking about people, you know those kinds of things, we we worry about like well what's what's their impact going to be on me? Mm-hmm. But the reality is that impact is always waning. Because people, they reveal themselves too often. I'm not sure I'm following. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, what are so their their influence is waning because 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 people because people could see past the showiness. Oh, I'm with yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm like, can I can I land this plane or not? <laughs> I was I was I tracking with you. Or yeah. do we just cut this out? No, okay. Okay, yeah. So the the showiness there, it, it the scribes to bring it back to that, the scribe showiness, eventually people start to realize like, oh hey, yeah. And they know well, oh, it, hey, that's just a bunch of corrupt mm-hmm. and, and, and if you don't if you haven't totally f- thought about what a scribe is, the, they're the ones that know the Torah the best because they, they see the they see the Torah and they they copy it down. So word for word for word, they know. They know every. They should know every line in it. They know every line, right? Yeah. And so that that kind of person, and I and I think in terms of uh, some of the televangelists, mm. you know, where or someone kind of rises up and they they come to prominence, but. Eventually, comes their world comes crashing down, right? It's like a house of cards. Yeah, it's like the people in your life where you're like, I don't know that I trust you, or like 
they they show a piece of their character to you that maybe other people don't see right away in their showiness and flashiness and you're like hmm i'm gonna be i'm gonna like just be on guard they're a flash in a pan yeah and yeah. then they they show their true colors at some point yeah yeah okay. nice cool well i think that'll probably make the end cut that was good it was good. Plane landed. Consider plane. that plane landed. Plane landed. People, not, people not, might even be clapping at the end of that one because they were like, well, we weren't sure if we were going to make it. He was going like this. And but he came. <laughs> he brought that one in sideways. Yeah. All right, well done. <laughs> well done, Pilot Rob. I've been on a plane that landed sideways. It's terrifying. Did people clap? Uh, no, we just wanted to get off the plane. <laughs> oh, that's fair. There uh, were tears, not clapping. There were tears. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, there you go. Replace a second letter with an R. <laughs> oh, yes. We oh, did. Crab. oh, oh, oh. Crab. Okay. Going back to clapping, the second letter of clapping, oh. not of tears. I was replacing yeah, the second letter yeah. of tears. Trars. Trars. Tar, maybe? Is that a wordle word? I don't <laughs> Probably with don't, New, New York uh, Times. They get ruined it. No, it. Get out of here, New York Times. Uh, ruin something terrible. good. Raise your hand if you've not wordled. Well, that's one of us. I'm on a 37 day streak. Thank you. 38. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I um. But didn't you lose the other day? No, I haven't lost. Oh, I thought oh, you lost go, the other day. My bad. My bad. I have not. I'm stewarding my time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stewarding myself. <laughs> if if that is part of your self stewardship. More power to you. Good on you. <laughs> Part of my self-stewardship is not. <laughs> you learn new words. We are a diverse <laughs> I don't we think are I've a diverse a new word. Church. You, you knew what swill meant before? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I hmm. I actually knew that word and I had thought of using it earlier. I'm like, there's no the like the whole point is they're using words that are more common, but that is not the case anymore. Okay. No. Tacit. Tacit is very common. Everyone got way too mad about Tacit. Tacit, tacit was a totally... <laughs> that was ridiculous. The internet exploded on that one for no reason. <laughs> and apparently Jen did too. All right, and now I'm exploding. I didn't really explode on it. Strong just... feelings about Wordle. There you go. That was a Tacit response. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Rob. So you took a Tacit turn. <laughs> Over a knoll. With that one. We're going to go ahead and see you guys next week on another episode of Footnotes. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more Footnotes. Footnotes.